to the podcast edition of the show. Bethany, are you driving today? <laughs> no, I'm not driving today. Um, we've got some fun things to get into. We'll do some talking, then we'll stop. You'll have completed the podcast, and Bethany and I uh, will get on with our weekends. Um, I was explaining to Amanda today that you and I, that there is a a sinister side to you where you like to, to point out um, all the warts in my life, like how incredulous you were. Not true. Oh, it's totally true. You were incredulous that I didn't have a, a proper... Um, silverware drawer and the look on your face when I told you the dogs have never been bathed and on and on and on and on. I, I have no bigger critic than Bethany Helen Urbanski Jr. But today, the tables are turned, my friend. The tables are turned. Really? Yes. I, I humbly and friendly invited you to uh, a, your TSA event last night. And you're like, oh, Josh has a sinus infection and Maddie's not feeling well. And we'll get to that. And then I come home and there's a little baby. Looks like Maddie watching the Goonies at Promenade Park last night. And I know she didn't get there by herself. So I was, uh, I was dissed. No, you are absolutely correct. It was a very last minute decision. And, uh, I, I, as I was sitting there, I even thought like, I should probably text Eric cause he's going to see this on social media and be like, Oh my God, he went to that, but she didn't come to this. So yes. Um, it was last minute decision, but we did go to sit outside and watch the Goonies. We actually, we weren't even going to stay for the movie cause we just wanted to check out the food trucks and like see the status of 7th Street in downtown. What, but we did end up staying for the movie. So. What, what food trucks did they have there? Um, it Well, when we got there, so we got there at like mm, six-ish. And the movie was going to start at seven. So we're like, all right, well, we'll go early and like take advantage of the food trucks and leave. And when we got there, we like parked on St. Clair, um, like by Levis Square. And we were okay. going to walk the like walk between but there was like nobody around and we knew that there was supposed to be a dj didn't really hear any music or anything and we were like all right well maybe it's not going on so we walked down there and um we got to promenade park and there were some people with like their chairs out and blankets um set up for the screen and we're like okay well it must be happening but we didn't see any food trucks because normally they line up on summit street nothing and i'm like okay this is weird so then we walked down that ramp toward like the uh steam plant mm-hmm. and this cop stopped us and he was like hey are you doing the movie night and we're like yeah like wh- are there food trucks how do we and he was like yeah the food trucks are over here they were closer down by the river and he's like but you have to like go in by the parking garage that's where like the entrance is to get in and i was like oh okay that's cool um so the only food trucks they had like a fire truck thing that had like beer in it and then Beirut was there and I think it's called Fat Joe's that food truck was there so it was only two food trucks um and there weren't a whole lot of people once the movie started at like 7 7 15 
there were a lot more people like that grassy area was full but um there weren't really that many people i was kind of surprised but it was a really nice night and we just wanted to sit outside and not have any obligations so but it was, not it was nice but not at a city park supporting uh that which pays you Listen, I have all summer to do that, and I knew that if I went, I was going to end up doing something work-related, and I just didn't want to. I get it. So that Um, is why. To not be a dick, I figured you have been overwhelmed with, like, what you've told me, what I said to Megan and Gerke last, and I was like, sounds like you guys have gone from, like, sitting on your asses to, like, a thousand miles an hour. So I figured the last thing you wanted to do was do a school thing on a nice night. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of where I was at. And the uh, funny, you bring up um, having to work. So when I got there, I saw Megan, and that made me happy. So Megan is uh, the, some of those jazz students. She's their teacher. Yeah, she she directs the uh, jazz band and okay. the pop the pop combo, both of them. Um, and then I saw Gurky come up a couple minutes a couple minutes later, and we got there late. It was like seven thirty or so, and uh, I guess they. They lost power or something, and Gerke had to go fish a generator out to make the performance happen? No, so what had happened was, when we booked all these gigs with the city, someone or some persons weren't thinking about the fact that these city parks don't have electricity, and you can't have a jazz band without electricity. So we have now purchased the Cadillac of all generators and have to take it to all of our gigs at the parks because there is no power. So they didn't lose power. There just is no power. Well, I guess nobody brought it until he went to go fish it from wherever it was last night. Yeah, he he was in charge of bringing it. So, um, I this is so I talked about that last night on the air today. So now this is two days in a row I've talked about Gurky stuff. So he's out for for the next month or so. Like he could replace the mayor of Toledo and I will completely ignore it because I can't give that guy too much love because he doesn't show any to me. All I'm saying is that the mayor is not going to get in the city pool with his titties out. Um, no, no. But the mayor, the mayor would totally go into a city pool completely suited up. Probably, yeah. I'll give him that. Hold on one second. I got to do a, a quick traffic report here. We just got an incident coming around, okay? Okay. All right, sit tight. Another incident to pass along. It's Jackman at Sylvania Avenue. That is an accident situation. Still the situation. Sandusky on the turnpike eastbound around Ohio 53 and also an accident Hill Avenue east of Reynolds. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. Good to know. Don't take Helen Reynolds. There you go. Um, I'll come back. To, well, I'll come back to the jazz thing in a minute because I'm, I'm glad that I could do it. I love jazz. And last night was a, except for the bugs, was almost like a perfect night. I was telling Amanda was about it, that. Was it bad? We we there weren't any bugs at Promenade, but it's also early in the season, so. Um, I don't know. I don't. Ha- I never hung out at Promenade at night, but there were plenty of bugs at the city park last night. Um, but. So, give me your thoughts on Goonies. I so I had never actually seen it. Somehow I missed that in my in my childhood. Right. So I'd never actually seen the movie. Um, and I was kind of paying attention, kind of not. Uh, it was kind of like uh, Peter Pan and the Lost Boys for me. 
and most of it was shot in the dark because they were in a cave like the whole time. Right. Um, it was all right. I mean, it, it's not really for me. I think if you're like a elementary school boy, you probably would have liked it, but it wasn't. Yeah. It's it's not like in my list of favorite movies. If you didn't see it as a kid, it, it, it holds no value to you now and, until it gets right. rebooted, like a darker, scarier version or something. Um, did you see the chunk part? Yeah, it <laughs> honestly, like I just spent the whole time picking out all the the cinema flaws. Like it's one of those movies where you're like, hmm, his face looks completely different, and then it goes back to looking the way it was, and like you kind of pick out all the things that they oops on. It's like one of those movies that that's more entertaining than the actual plot line. The, well, the chunk part I was referring to is when he lifts his shirt up. Wait, when he lifts his shirt up. Yeah, Chunk, the the fat boy. Yeah, the little fat kid. The little fat kid, which I don't think we can call people fat anymore. He lifts his shirt up Probably and does not. something like that. Kid was that kid was mercilessly teased in that movie. Like that was completely emblematic and evidence oh, yeah, of what happened never, in the eighties. Yeah, they could never come out with that movie today. Like there would be people yeah. would be torn apart. Uh, but back to the jazz thing, I was excited to see last night when we got there, and uh, I had to look up, I had to get specific directions. Like, this this city park is literally nestled in a small West Toledo neighborhood, as is off of, like, off of, La- in between Lasky and Monroe, in a neighborhood there. Um, and we found it, and I had to look it up, and I was like, oh, Ramona Collins is singing. Uh, yeah. For for me, like whenever there's a jazz event, like Ramona Collins is is the get, like just like Amelia Earhart's, like they're the stars. That's Ramona yeah. Collins of jazz in this area, right? Yep, for sure. Um, so that was a treat last night to see, and I think she was. Uh, it was. I was trying to pay attention to her and her interactions with. I wonder what how she felt playing with the students because, like, she's a star. She's a pro. She's done it for decades, and then she's got these kids here. No, she loves it. And actually, like, she, so we have a scholarship uh, that was started in uh, Marianne Russo's name. Marianne Russo was like the Ramona Collins, if not more so, of her time. And um, she passed away a few years back. And so her family started a scholarship fund with us. And we do, that's our Songs for Our Sister event that we do every yeah. year, raises money for that scholarship. And Ramona has been a part of that since the beginning. So she's worked a lot with our kids. Um, they always have a rehearsal before they do their gigs and stuff. So and she's fantastic. I love when she comes because, I mean, as you would guess, like these kids play a lot. They, I don't want to say they have egos, but they're big fish, little pond. And then when Ramona comes, like they tremble, like they're just trembling because she is the goat. Right. And when she comes, like it, it takes them up a notch. And so I really like that interaction. I like when she comes, I like when she works with the kids. Um, cause she's very sweet about it. She's very direct. Um, she expects a lot, but she's also, she does it in a nurturing way, which I think is really cool. So yeah, I, I love Ramona. I think she's awesome. So on a, on a diva scale, one to Mariah Carey, where would she be? Um, I feel like she has earned a certain level of diva status. Sure. That she's entitled to. Right. Um, but I th- I think she makes any situation work. I think she's one of those people that, like, after the fact, she'll be like, are you kidding me? Like, you know what I mean? And kind of rip us apart if 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 she doesn't like something after the fact. But in the moment, she would never, she would never say anything. 
that uh, makes sense. The the tall kid, blonde hair, computer science major, but plays the saxophone. Yep, he, Jack. He, he got to do a, a solo. The song was called Affirmation, and then Ramona was just sitting down in her chair, like which was practically part of the stage. And I just envisioned her wanting a cigarette and being very. <laughs> judgmental and like you're off there kid you're off there kid and then she picks up she did pick up the mic and then got back for her next song but to me the highlight of the night well actually the onstage highlight of the night was um Megan was watching with a watchful eye oh hello Tucker hello yep, Tucker Megan was watching with a, a parental eye all night long and then she was kind of standing by the back of the park where, where I was sitting with Amanda. And then she vanished. Then she popped up on stage and grabbed some type of guitar. I don't know what type of guitar. But she started playing and they went from like straight jazz to bluesy rock jazz. And nice. I don't know like what it's shredding, tearing, but whatever the fuck Megan was doing was incredible. Like yeah, she's, she she's was, a yeah, she was a monster. It was like, probably a bass because she plays bass. That's like her thing. I don't it was think probably it, bass guitar. I don't think it was a bass. No, because I think she was providing like the bluesy guitar sound. Okay, that makes sense. But it was it was awesome. And then Ramona was like, "This star over here is Amelia Earhart." <laughs> and then people people definitely knew Amelia Earhart. Um, the other uh, highlight of the night was, so it was a, a, a kind of a diverse crowd, which I'm always happy to see, older, but there was uh, one guy who was like, hmm, that appears to be a Trump hat. Oh. Okay. And I was just, I mean, I guess, hey, look, people live all over the place where we're mixed together, and sometimes people like it when something big like this comes to your neighborhood, and that that is definitely in a neighborhood, and it had me thinking of the upcoming event. So it's thir- every Thursday night for like the next five or six weeks at various city parks from 7 to 9 o'clock. I think the next two are, um, are on the east side. And I'm just curious of the type of people that these things, uh, these things draw because, like, I do not expect a Trump supporter, especially with his sleeveless shirt and other attire, to to be a jazz fan. But hey, we come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, you never know, man. It was a, it was a, it was a really great night, though. I was telling Amanda we were kind of having another not a come to Jesus, but like a philosophical discussion this morning. And I was like, last night was perfect for me. Mostly perfect. Like aside from the bugs, we uh, we didn't get there too late. I got to see some music that took me back to to Degage, which is my my favorite restaurant here, and it's gone. Um, yeah. I got to see some people that I like. I got I got Gurky time, which always makes me feel good. Like I like I'm important. <laughs> um, so right. Megan, um, another girl that I know from the internet, and I didn't get to meet her kids, but um, that was kind of cool. And it was it was peaceful. It wasn't busy, and we were there for like an hour, and we left. I'm like, it's literally the perfect night. Yep, fabulous. Um, Did you were you ever here when Murphy's was still open? No, was it the place downtown at Ford Industry or on St. Yeah. Clair? Yeah, yeah. That it, was oh, that was like the jazz place, but it's probably it was probably at its end when you got here. Um. But yeah, man, that that place was crazy cool. Like yeah. when I was when I was a student at TSA, like that's where the jazz kids would go to like cut their teeth. You know what I mean? 
It's but, ki- yeah, it's, it was cool. it's kind of weird for um I thought like we have a fairly sizable black population here. I thought there would be a a bigger and more thriving jazz scene. But I mean there's so many incredible jazz musicians and jazz singers, but like they're underground. Like they don't they don't get to shine because there's I don't think there's enough exper- like there's not enough opportunity for jazz. Like when you go to like the festivals and all this stuff, like it's always like a rock band or a blues yeah. band or something. Like it's never jazz. Um, but there are so many jazz musicians in this town. Yeah, and it would be great if they had bigger opportunities, more opportunities, rather than being, for for lack of a better way to put it, like a side stage somewhere, or right, or, or performing their music in an out of place kind of venue. Like, again, yeah. I would even say that like last night was kind of out of place. Um, I can't. I, I there are like, I mean, there's just an, an aesthetic or an atmosphere that I would be used to or familiar with. Or enjoy more for jazz. I mean, I'll take it wherever I can get it in this area. Right. But like Murphy's, like, I don't know, maybe some of this stuff, maybe some of those places where those nights would come back as downtown continues to grow. Although I think uh, Dirty Bird does, for their brunch on Sundays, they highlight jazz music. But I think people are more there for the brunch part of it. Yeah, I hope we get another jazz club. What did you, uh, you you didn't tell me anything that you wanted to talk about. I don't even know what to, my life has been oh. consumed with work and illness. <laughs> like for some reason, everyone around us got sick at the same time. Um, I kind of skated it. I just had bad allergies, but like Josh had a crazy sinus infection. Maddie hasn't been feeling good. His whole family got sick with the same like sinus infection, snuffly stuff. It was nuts. Is this Maddie's first ever cold? It is. It is. Um, yeah, I, I thought about that yesterday when you told me that because we talk, we've talked before about how it doesn't seem like she's ever been sick or, or ill, and you don't have to run to the pediatrician every six days. Did you ever? Did you ever see the End Night Shyamalan movie, um, Unbreakable? No, I don't think so. Okay, well then, never mind. But um, <laughs> Maddie is not Unbreakable, but she's made it what, like almost nine months without getting sick. Yeah, it was literally like she turned eight months old and then got this sinus issue which i thought it was like just because we were in the pool swimming a lot that weekend and i was like eh, maybe you know it's just from that so i don't know i mean she she took it like a trooper like uh, she got cranky uh, maybe a few times but other than that she you know is, is pretty unshakable so I'm, I'm glad about that um when we left last night I had seen something on the uh, the Garden Harvest. It's not called Harvest. Are you do you are you familiar with Garden Harvest? Mm, no, like a local thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Airport out in Holland. It's a craft beer place, and they also have huh. massive deli sandwiches. So it's kind of like heaven for me. And I saw them advertise something, and I, I couldn't get over there. But Amanda's like, "Do you want to go look after we left the jazz thing?" She's like, "You want to go check Joseph's?" I was like, "Okay, let's go." So we go in there, and it's eight fifty-one. And the guy's like, "You got one minute. We're closing at nine. And I'm like, "So walk fast." He's like, "Hurry up!" And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> So we're on the clock and I walk back to, and I should have asked someone, Hey, do you have this? It's for, it's called twin Oak by twin Oaks brewing cherry chest. It's a, it's a cherry vanilla Porter. So, um, sounds thick. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not, I hope it's not like stouty thick, but. Isn't a porter like stouty? Isn't, isn't a porter like a real thick? I don't know. Heavier don't for know sure. Beer. And I, I'm not a, a craft beer snob. However, there were a couple of guys who were in a spot who were very craft beer snobby. I'm like, God, I'm thinking like, guys, I'm looking for something specific. Can you, can you take your craft beer snobbery elsewhere? Like this is not, (laughs) this is not the time to do this as they're literally shutting the lights off, making announcements like it's a bar, telling people to bring their stuff up to the front. They were not playing no games. No, 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 no. It really was like a bar. Um, but they didn't have what I was looking for, but I will find it. Um, something else. Did you come across, did you see this story? It's kind. It's a little virally. There is a guy, I think it's in Mississippi. He came in last place in this fantasy football league, and his punishment was to sit at a Waffle House for 24 hours. I, that doesn't sound like a punishment. That sounds like amazing people watching. Well, he's there. He's been like live tweeting this thing, and I don't know... What whether the punishment was he needs to be there and eating the whole time, but I do know that for every waffle that he eats, one hour of the twenty four hours comes off. And when I oh. stop when I stopped checking this, um, like three hours ago, he had eaten six. So I guess he he and I think he was down to like twelve hours left or something. So I have never I know. Okay, here we go. Bring Judgment Bethany on. I've never been to a Waffle House. Yeah, I would not say I'm a fan of Waffle House, but I think it needs to be, yeah, I know. I think it needs to be experienced for sure. It's it's like a one and done for me. Like go to a Waffle House to say you went to a Waffle House and then never go back again. Okay, fair enough. Um, And I'm not ripping Waffle House by any means. But I saw the pictures of what the guy was eating. Are there waffles the size of like a plate? Yeah, it's called a Belgian waffle. Uh, when I think Belgian waffle, I think square. Is that is that, is that wrong or doesn't no, matter? No, a, Bel- a Belgian waffle is like the real thick, large waffle. Like it's okay. the size of a plate. It's real thick. It's like four waffles put together. Got it's oh, round. Okay, that's, that's what I saw. And he had to eat... Every one of those he ate, he got to take an hour off of his punishment. And around like the sixth one, he, he was like, I need to go to the parking lot and vomit. He also... Um, oh my God. I can't even finish one of those. So I'm like, this is entertaining. And th- this is just the world that we live in. I mean, it, it, it goes back to eating Tide Pods and bath salts and all their dumb shit. But that was even before like you could do it on TikTok and become famous for it. But let me go back to 2006 or so when radio stations were still doing entertaining but irresponsible bits on the on the air for contests and things like that. And I, I, I have been a part of some of these things before. Um, nothing maybe this, this bad, but I've done some contests that where pe- people... People uh, like hot wings? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I think the what was the worst one I ever did? We made people eat onions like apples. Um, Some we, people do that, though. Some people are into that. I cannot relate. 
we had people sit in a dumpster for a tattoo and when they when they wouldn't get out we had other businesses at the end of their shifts bring their trash to our dumpster these people still didn't get out yeah i've done some 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 of those some of those radio bits but back in 2006 there was a sacramento top 40 radio station that uh it was like hold your pee or something like that or or, or whatever but i think they had to drink a gallon of water or so and it, it, it might have even been more than a gallon of water. And I could probably Google this pretty quickly and bring and it up. You can die from that. And guess what? Somebody did. Yeah. And that was <laughs> that was the be that was like the Janet Jackson moment um for the doing of the end. Yes, for doing like those kinds of potentially dangerous radio contests. Everything after yeah. that, like if a listener had to do anything more than call or text, there had to be legal sign off on it because somebody died. And um while this belt while this waffle house thing is entertaining, this dude could very easily die. I mean, well, yeah, probably. Um, people have died from dumber things. Yeah. So, and I I hope that doesn't make me sound like get off my lawn. But I come from a from a background of legal's got to sign off and everything because someone has died at some point, and other and awful things have happened in radio station contests with people getting tattoos and all these other things, and they come to regret it, and then a lawyer gets involved. But I I mean what. It, it, who knows if something awful happens to this guy? Waffle House could be it. You know what? It it could be like overserving somebody at a bar. Like you're responsible. You needed to cut this person off, and you know if something awful happens to this guy. I mean, I would think that somewhere along the line, a Chinese buffet would have been sued for overserving at this point if that was going to be a thing. Yeah, but this guy is part of like a competition in in, in a sense. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he didn't have. That's the thing. He didn't have to eat the waffles. He just wanted to eat the waffles to lessen his time. But nobody was making him eat it, the waffles. It's not that. Di- like I totally get the the Chinese buffet comparison. It's not too far off from what happened to the uh, the the Stone Fultz situation at BG. There are. It may be hard to believe, but there are people out there. There there are heartless people and I I understand what they're thinking and saying I just don't agree they're like well he didn't have to drink all that vodka or whatever the fuck they made him drink but like you're an 18 year old and all you know is you want to be in a fraternity and if if those kids if his big brothers or whatever said go run into traffic on 75 he would have done it um and right. You're, that's you're, that's different. That's like a peer pressure situation. I mean, that's totally. Well, when you're doing stuff because you lost a bet and then the internet gets gets involved, there's some peer pressure there as well. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. Um, can I bring up it I guess it's a little controversial, but this is not politics, but I would like your opinion. Okay. Um, so the, the new Captain America, Anthony Mackie. I know you didn't watch the Winter Soldier show, but you know who he is, right? He's the African-American Bert. cat that is taking... Wait, Captain America. He's now black. Yeah. Anthony, yeah. Anthony Mackie, he was Falcon. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he had an interview with Variety. It was Variety magazine. So all during that series, and even kind of like in some of the movies, I guess... 
Um, a lot of people there were there were people who wanted um, that character and uh, and the Winter Soldier character to have a relationship. Um, as the internet used to say, like five years ago, I ship them. And it never came to fruition, but it, there were like internet jokes about it and stuff like that. So Anthony Mackie uh, talked about it, and it let, let me read this, and then we'll talk about it. So many things are twisted and convoluted. There's so many things that people latch onto with their own devices to make themselves relevant and rational. The idea of two guys being friends and loving each other in 2021 is a problem because of the exploitation of homosexuality. It used to be guys can be friends. We can hang out. It was cool. You would always meet your friends at the bar, you know. You can't do that anymore because something as pure and as beautiful as homosexuality has been exploited by people who are trying to rationalize themselves. So that's something that's always been very important to me um, is showing a sensitive masculine figure. There's nothing more masculine than being a superhero and flying around and beating people up, but there's nothing more sensitive than having an emotional, uh, emotional conversations and a kindred spirit friendship with someone that you care about and love. Some of my gay friends have taken issue with this in the sense that they believe he is bashing homosexuality or guys loving one another. And that's not at all what he's saying. Yeah, I think it's exactly the opposite. The I think the only people he's criticizing are the people who get on Twitter and hope for things, and they use that hope and concept to build up their own social following. And then two, I think he's saying the complete opposite of when in 1990 uh, kids would go, well, that's gay. And use right. it like totally pejoratively. I think he's like, I think he wants to, he is embracing that two men should have a loving friendship and that it is not driven by sexuality. It's because these two dudes love one another. But that's why yeah, I brought I, this up. Yeah, I think, uh, and and I could I can see what he's saying because I think we're, we're in a time where thankfully people are coming around and, and you know, People are trying to be more accepting of homosexuality and all of that. But I think that comes with people jumping at the chance to label something for the sheer fact of being able to label it instead of just taking it for what it is. For instance, you know, two guys having a, you know, being in a super tight friendship bond. It's not sexual. But yeah, like they they love each other, like like brothers. They're really close. Well, that that doesn't make it a homosexual relationship, just because you want to call it that, just because you want to label something, like it it doesn't have to be that. And or, or because it's okay to be gay now. It's so everything is so accepted that they should take the next step. But that next step isn't isn't there. Like they don't feel that way. Right, like that. It it doesn't have to be that. It's like you don't you don't have to call any everything homosexual because it's okay now. Like that's that's not. Yeah, I I, I can see what he's saying, and uh, he's not dissing it at all. He's just saying not every male to male relationship has to be homosexually charged. Nope. Like that's that's not the point. Especially when the characters might not be gay, and that that applies for for men and women. And I, yeah, I think. I mean, the internet is a funny, prickly, and at times often too loud thing. And you, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you were describing like how a couple of guys feel about each other. This had to have come from like, sorry, like 
early 20-somethings and and teens, maybe, because they would remember a word that was used just about like 10 years ago to to describe exactly what you were talking about. Do you know what the word is I'm thinking of? Um, uh, uh, bro, uh, yes. Spit it out. A bromance. bromance. Yeah. 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 And just because we so much more advocate homosexuality and all that stuff, the things that we, you and I have always stood for as characters and now things are, are being laws. And um, just because that's a thing doesn't mean that a couple of characters have to go that route when they're not that way. Right. Um, or, or go from and ri- characters written ambiguously to gay. And again, for whatever the character may be, just because people on the internet wanted it. And and again, I get his point. There's nothing more masculine than being a, a superhero beating, or beating up bad guys, but that doesn't mean that that person can't be super sensitive as well. And that was his point. Right. In well, fa- and, and, and that's the thing with like hyper-masculinity is, is still a thing. And uh, people would have complained if, if they had had a homosexual relationship, then people would have been pissed about that. Like, People are always going to be pissed about something. Yep. In the same way that we we advocate um, love is love and homosexual lifestyle, all that stuff, um, he he is trying to bring the other side of that around that, guys, it's okay to be hyper-masculine and have a bro hog or shed some tears. Right. Like, that right. should be as okay in today's society as so many other things in relationships when and and things when it comes to feelings and other kinds of acceptance so when it shouldn't be polarized like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be well you're either hyper masculine right or you're in a homosexual relationship like what what about the you know non-homosexual relationships that just want to be close and have emotional conversations with each other like that needs to be okay too it can't just be one or the other and we can't push one or the other like uh like dudes don't cry or any nonsense like like that. Right. So Right. Um yeah, I think his 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 comments were misconstrued and I don't know if he's gonna come out and correct them or anything like that, but I saw some of my good friends were, were upset by the words and hey look, I, I, I kinda live or I try to always remind myself it's I don't get to tell you what you're offended by, but maybe, you know, it's helpful to provide some clarity, at least my perspective. Um, and that's yeah. where I do feel like too much of the world is feeling like microaggressions are coming at them from all shapes and sizes, and, and that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Are you in a bathtub? <laughs> no, I'm sitting outside on my swing, but the pool filter is on. That's probably what you're hearing. Yeah, it sounds like a waterfall. I can go back inside. Um, no, you're fine. You're fine. We'll wrap up in a couple minutes here. Um, I'm uh, I'm headed to... Now, now it sounds like you're in the waterfall. Um, <laughs> we're going out to dinner tonight. We're actually so Amanda and I are entering another phase of our relationship, and um, we kind of talked some of this out today because I don't want to, I don't want to leave things linger, and that's when animosity and resentment grows. But for the first like five months or so, we didn't do anything. We didn't do much because it was nasty and cold, and still very COVIDy. But now the world is opening up. 
Um, and I, I brought up, I was like, we don't have a lot in common, like our interests. But then again, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of interests and I don't have a lot in, in common with people. So like our core values have to connect us, but we're going on what I guess if, I'm totally fine. If she wants to call our first date tonight. So we're going to, uh, to bars, public house for dinner. Oh, cute. I've never been there. Actually. I, I lo- it's my new spot. Just how like. Registry was my I spot. Southern downtown. Brothers was like your your new spot. I've only eaten I've only eaten there once, but I order from there oh. frequently. But bars is like a good hang. I yeah, we gotta we gotta try that. So, no, and, that's cool. And I I agree. Like I think you can, like, you don't have to have everything in common, and you don't have to share so many interests. Because I was in a relationship where we shared too many interests and still didn't work out. So. um yeah, I think you can have like complementing personalities. I think you can have complementing uh, interests, but yeah, it's more like the the moral thing. I think that's more of what keeps people together. Um, a good example, so we, I don't stretch this out too much, was we were talking about like last last night, or you know, like I'll do things that I don't like. I'll make the most of the situation in in most cases I'll, I'll i'll do my best um but it's more like we have the same vibe that all right it's time to go like we've been here long like last right. night like last night we we ever, like i said it was a perfect night saw some people that i like heard some jazz some bugs and then it's like let's get out of here i'd rather have right. that than have all these interests aligned so um, right, exactly. And I, I told her, I was like, look, now that we, we can go out and, and, and do stuff, we we might drift apart. Um, we'll see. That, that's- I don't know, because I think if you're both open-minded to what the other person might be interested in, again, like, if you can both agree that it's time to go, perfect. Like, then nobody feels like they're the odd man out. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like a, a, a different phase, and I'm prepared for, for different things. And I think at least now we have a foundation where we can work through those. And I and I said to her, I was like, look, we might find out that we just don't have nearly enough in common that we can do enough things together to maintain a relationship. But I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's plausible. But, I mean, that's, that's, and I'm not trying to, to be self, to make a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it's something to consider. No, but I get it. But I think it's also a good time of year. Like, it's the start of summer. And we're hopefully coming out of this pandemic that like now's the time now's now's the biggest time, if any, that you're going to have a bajillion things that you can do. Yeah. And she keeps firing them off to me like she she really wants to go paddle boarding. And I'm like, uh, well, Al- Alex, got paddle a boarding ca- is fun. If, if not, if nothing else, go kayaking. Alex- kayaking is a blast. Alex just got a kayak, and I'm like, "Hey, Alex, talk to Amanda." Like, do and and I, sh- she lives near Orlando. I'm like, "Get your fucking paddleboard and go out into the water." I'm like, "You I can, ha- you can go out to um, Howard Marsh, I think is what it's called, and you can like walk up to the rack of kayaks and just like use your phone to rent them, and like go out on ha- Howard Marsh, like out um on Navarre, like Route Two." Yeah, I don't want to. Well, kayaking is so fun. I'm I'm not a I'm not a lakes and river kind of person. But, but, but Here we not, go. Like you're Here we go. <laughs> you can pack a cooler. You can like go as like ham as you want or as relaxed as you want. 
not my, you can see nature. Not, you can drink a beer. Be not my one thing. with. Oh my gosh! Okay. Like I would go out with my my na- my old downtown neighbors. I'd go out on their boat. That was nice. Kayaking, paddleboarding. No, but look, here's where I told her I'm I'm like totally happy to meet her halfway. I'm like, go get your paddleboard. Go out into the middle of the water, and I'll be like, hey, my girlfriend's drowning. Can you go save her? I'm like I'll bring the dogs. <laughs> I'm like you go paddleboard. I will sit there or walk the dogs in the park. I'm- you can't take dogs to Olander, by the way. Really. Yep, I tried. I don't know why they're no dogs, but they're no dogs. You know, they have aggressive... Or at least they used to be, I'm pretty sure. They have some pretty fucked up birds there. Um, They do. There's a... I've I've, uh, gone to some events at that little building they have. Nysander or Nysander? I don't, I don't know, but there's a sign there and it basically says, don't fuck with the birds. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So I, that, that might be why they don't want dogs there, but I'm like, man, go paddleboard. I will just sit here. I'll read a book. I'll listen to a baseball game. I'll get some steps in. I don't want to do that, but I'm not, I, I'll totally go with you. So. All right. Fair enough. There you go. And I'm like, Alex has a new kayak. Like go kayak. So. But it's more fun when you go with somebody. I'm just saying. You could try it. You could try it once. I, I, I'm, I'm you late. give it the old college try. I'm, and then if you hate it, then she'll be like, okay. You, I did, uh, you at least tried it. I did the old college try. Enrolled for three semesters, went to, and it didn't work out. Okay. Uh, what uh? What are you doing this weekend? Are are the Is the rest of the family healthy? Uh, good question. Uh, Sunday's Father's Day, but I have to celebrate with, celebrate it with Josh tomorrow because <gasps> he works on Sunday. Josh's first Father's Day. Yeah, I know. So what? we're going to celebrate that tomorrow. I have no idea what we're going to do. I want to go to Wildwood because the one yoga festival is going on and I would really like to do yoga at 9 a.m. Uh, but that's all, that's all I got. There's really, I don't have any other plans. Did Therese send me that? Is that... No, glad, glad, there's yoga tomorrow. The celebrate the solstice, yoga at Glass City Metro Park from eleven thirty to noon. That's not very long, but um, okay. Um, you gonna go out to dinner? Gonna extra bit? Um, and are you gonna do anything for Magic Mike? Um, yes, we we actually purchased his gift uh, together, us three childrens. Um, a while ago and I forgot about it and I was like oh my gosh we didn't do anything and then I was like oh no wait three months ago we got his Father's Day present. So, Would you, you get him? Um, I, I can't say because he listens to the podcast. <sighs> well um, he and I exchanged a couple emails the other day and it's funny as I was typing out the email to him I'm like I'm, I gave myself the answer, but I still said hi and I said I'm glad Mrs. Magic got her car and he said he is too. <laughs> yeah right. Oh. Lord. And she she's still like hems and hawks about it. She's like, Well, it's not the best color. I'm like, Betsy, listen. You should call your mom Betsy. You need to embrace the fact that you got your car and hopefully at the end of this lease the, there are microchips again and then you can get your dream car. But right now you just need to live with this, okay? Is it she did she get a Mazda three? A CX three? I don't know what it is. It's a Mazda, it's a sedan. It's, it's got a front end that kind of looks like a Corvette. I don't know. All the front ends look the same. 
Um, that's the thing. That's the thing with cars these days. All the fronts look yeah. the same. So it's not the three. Is it the five? Um, can it does a car seat fit in it for Maddie? It does. Yes. Okay. Um, also, beginning Monday, we're doing a contest. We're looking for Toledo or the areas. I two- saw, and I expect to win. Well, I okay. Can I win? Is that no, allowed? Yes. No. Uh, okay. Bethany said she expects to win because she has a very adorable child, not because there is a prearranged agreement where she will win. No, I would like to win. Okay. Okay. There you go. I should win, but I didn't know if I was allowed to win. Um, yeah, you you can enter, and uh, let's see. Uh, Amanda can can submit uh, her son, and the baby in the picture for the promo material is Jody's daughter, Delaney. And I'm like, well... I thought that baby looked familiar, and I was like, wait a minute. Well, I'm like, Jody, you just shit the diaper, because now that she's the promo material, she can't win. Right! Well, that's kind of... That's like winning. So, yeah, so that starts on Monday. We'll take all the submissions. It'll be a good time. You Good timing to have have Maddie, so there we go. That's right. All right, well, have a good weekend, and uh, maybe Sunday's supposed to be the nicer day of the weekend. If by chance you do pool stuff, um, let me know, and uh, Amanda can come over. All right, sounds good. Okay. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye.